Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hold it, don't nobody move. Before we start the show, let's talk about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Show. You know the drill. The Bob Seska Show is almost entirely fueled by our Patreon subscribers, and we couldn't do four-plus shows a week without your generous financial support. If you dig what you hear today please consider signing up for our Shadow Docket bonus show every Tuesday and Thursday for just $5 per month. It used to be called the Postmortem Show, but with the support of our existing subscribers, we changed the name to The Shadow Docket. I guess not a lot of Latin fans out there. Same show, same exclusive content, but an all-new name. Again, that's $5 per month at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And now let the cartoons begin. <laughs> The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. Oh, yes. Hi. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 16, 2021. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. How you doing? Hello, Bob. Oh, hi. Day 238 of the Biden-Harris administration, 419 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to do this again. Yeah? <laughs> Here we go. Jody on the show. That's what we're waiting for. Yes, we are. Here. I'm going to talk with Seska and T-Rex some more. No! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really grows with Jody on the show. Yeah. That's me, but no uh-huh. David. No David today. Instead, we're going to do this once more. You He's here. You said it all. Okay. So let me see here. Let's let's start out Jody Ham. I'm going to introduce let, Jody Ham. Yeah. Well, let me. Can I do this part? Okay. He's Bob. Yeah. yeah please He's do. Bob. She's Jody. I'm Buzz, and we're all wearing what we wore to the Met Gala. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't get around my skirt. It's in it's in the entire room. <laughs> it takes up a lot of space. That's true. <laughs> okay, well, Jody Hamilton is from the From the Bunker podcast. You know this. From dash the dash bunker.com. Also, patreon.com slash from the bunker. And, of course, sexyliberal.com is a sexy liberal podcast network. Your podcasting superstation. And, of course, we all know Buzz from the uh, Tuesday show. Hi. Uh, the great Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Thank you for uh, joining us again today. Uh, David, I got to say... Uh, for all of you uh, David T. Rex Ferguson fans, mm-hmm. David is having a really rough time uh, right now. And it's uh, mainly due to the fact that 
he's moving out of this great house. We've been following the saga of, of David's moving uh, misadventures for uh, quite some time now. His, his landlord is, uh, I guess, selling the place. So he's got to, so David and his husband Ben have to uh, bail out. And now they've moved into a place that, according to David, is smaller but more expensive. So yeah. not exactly the thrilling moving on That's up hard. kind of uh, Jefferson's scenario that we would have hoped for. So, you know, and of course, David, you know, when you move out of a place that you've lived in forever, you've got all uh-huh. kinds of memories. He's got memories of his, his cats who have, uh, who have gone over the rainbow bridge. And then, uh, of course, he remembers his mom, and so, so he's just having a really hard emotional time right now. So, but and, and, and a move like that, a move like that yeah. is the same as a fire, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah, moving is the most stressful thing you can do. And I, oh my God, I have been there so many times, especially when I lived in Hawaii. I mean, we would find a great place, and then there would be some horrible snafu about the place, <laughs> some major glitch. That we would, as soon as we'd move in, we'd be like, okay, well, we got to move again. And it was just a nightmarish process where in five years, I think I must have lived in six or seven different places in just the, yeah. the course of five years. So I really understand uh, what David's going through right now. Well, so, yeah. yeah. Being so hopefully, in radio, yeah, being in radio, moving from town to town and up and down the <laughs> dial. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. Because what happens there is you may not get attached to your apartment, right? But right. You, you get attached to your people there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I moved so much as a kid because I went to four different high schools oh, in right. two different states on two different islands in Hawaii. So wow. I had my friend Sean, who I do my show with, he was just like, I'm just going to put your phone number in pencil. <laughs> That's a good That's idea. Smart. Yeah, That's absolutely. A good idea. I was asked, what do you get somebody, uh, like a married couple, and, and he's in radio, she's in radio, what do you get him for a gift? Uh, I said, luggage. <laughs> Luggage. Which Hearing is also, aids. which is also the preferred gift that you send to a rival morning show when you beat them in the ratings. You buy them luggage, <laughs> but I, of course. But, but I got to hear, there's also a physical challenge for T Rex in this move, isn't there, Joe? Yes. Yeah. Well, his little arms, his little, <laughs> arms, right. his little T-Rex arms. It's really difficult to unpack when you right. can't reach in very exactly. deeply. Now right. we get to the truth. Yes. <laughs> so please, I mean, if you follow David on Facebook or on uh, Twitter or any place else, make sure to send him a little. Uh, a, a little note, a little, some yeah. some hugs and some love for yeah, uh, always our T Rex as as he uh, tries to pack up all of his belongings with his teeny tiny arms. Best wishes to our friend uh, David Ferguson. So, yeah, amen. Yeah, hopefully he'll be back uh, next week. That's at least what he says. He assures me that uh, everything will be fine and dandy next week. So we'll uh, well, we'll, we'll be sure to put a like a sappy song on the show to make him cry. <laughs> He, that always works. Yes. He, he, he better be back next week because I got to go to Costco. That's right. I'm sorry. No I, I, I interrupted your Costco run and shame on me for that. All of those samples waiting to be uh, waiting um, to be eaten by the great balls. Buzz Burbank. Yeah. Are you guys into that? I can't stand doing no, that. No, Any no, no, food no, that's laying out for the general public, I just assume <laughs> it's loaded with all kinds of griblies and disease yeah. and covid and all the rest of yeah. it not yeah yeah not even pre-pandemic no absolutely no. not so yeah. uh speaking of disease and, and speaking of balls uh, meatballs <laughs> uh, I, I gotta, like big balls I, i've got to consult with two of my best friends here what the fuck is the deal with Nicki minaj's cousins friends balls and why does anyone care jody you, yeah. you go jody. first because i'm I'll gonna go check first. i'm gonna check for swelling yeah you go check for swelling buzz 
I mean, is my this, balls are fine. Um, that is good news. I heard Stephanie Miller's balls are are doing great fine. as well. Yeah. I'm a little worried about Tom Brady's balls, but that's later. <laughs> well, we, all right, yeah, we, we all are. We all are. Uh, no, I. It's just sound. I mean, I don't know about STDs for men or bacterial infections that mm-hmm. somebody may have gotten from, say, a lady person. Yeah. Um. Maybe in an area that you're not supposed to have. Sure, sex with that's a lady most person. likely. Yeah. Um. You know, because you can get. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> clean it kids um anyway uh, <laughs> clean your balls let that be a note from jody hamilton on this clean your balls today. and other areas where things might be stuck in them um <laughs> and wash under that foreskin but wash yes definitely <laughs> and sit, if you are if you are uncircumcised oh. make sure that everything is clean up in there yes and, um, and sit down comfortably and carefully thank you and carefully because yeah. he could have his balls hanging now in the toilet yeah anyway absolutely um or they may not fit. We don't know how big they are. I'm starting to get nauseous. That's is I'm that sorry. normal? <laughs> it is normal. Okay. What what I find hilarious about this story is mm. like that didn't happen from the vaccine. Otherwise, I think it would have been reported. Yeah, yeah. So so basically the story with Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls is that he right. reported that the vaccine caused his balls to swell up. Is that right. this uh-huh. person's well, cousin's friend's ball? Well, yeah. Exactly. Let's trace this. Nicki Minaj says that her cousin says yeah. that his friend says, mm-hmm. we're already playing the telephone game, <laughs> yeah. that he got uh, swollen testicles from the uh, from the vaccine. Which, yeah. by the way, uh, the STDs that can cause that are both gonorrhea and chlamydia. Ah, both wow. of them. Hey, okay, Either one. He may have both. What? He may have one in one and the other in the other. But at yeah. least it narrows it down, right? Um, and then his her... Uh, her other thing was, and that's why his fiance left him. He, <laughs> no, no. Whatever. He fucked around on you, lady, and she found out that way. And and Nicki Minaj has 22 million followers. So Just on at this, Twitter. At this point, it, it caused the health minister of Trinidad mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, to, it did. To, to launch an investigation <laughs> that determined that, no, Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend did not have swollen testicles, okay. from, at least from getting the vaccine. And uh, the White House, meanwhile, has reached out to Nicki's people oh and my said, God. We, will, we will hook you up with a doctor on the phone. Yeah. If you want to talk about this, uh, and, and because and and good for the White House because they're trying to get to the source of disinformation that reaches 22 million people, that and that's just amazing. on Twitter because she has another right. you know several right. million on Instagram and right. and probably on Facebook as well. I think somebody said she had like a hundred million followers total with all of her wow. social media. Now again, probably a lot of those are doubles, mm-hmm. but still, that's a huge reach. Yeah, to a community in general that is a still a little vaccine hesitant not as much as white folks that live in the South that are Trump voters, right. but still. Well, the amazing thing about it is 22 million followers, and I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, and this is kind of uh, the Gen X side of me. I'm completely out of touch, and I'll admit that. I'm 50 years old. I'm not as wired into pop songs and pop musicians as I probably you should sure, be. Bob? Because I, I think you like, you know... G- Chapin, oh, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm wired. <laughs> you know what? I'm wired into the indie music scene, but not so much the Billboard Hot 100 or whatever it is. So, uh-huh. if Nicki Minaj walked up to me and kicked me in my balls, 
I'd have no idea who the hell just oh, kicked me in here. the balls. Right, I would have right. no recognition whatsoever of who this person is, Nicki Minaj. If you were to ask me right now, put a gun to my head and say, name a Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> yeah. or I would know I'm I, I, My brains would be all over the wall. We, because we I, just, We've just revealed our ages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. I'm 54. Uh, so, yeah, no. I haven't listened to, I mean, I only listen to pop radio when Lonnie and I go see his mom like in Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> and that's it. And it's mainly it's not Nicki Minaj because it's it's white pop mate. Yeah. Wow. Um. So you know it's 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 Taylor Swift who I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. Because she's very rarely tuned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Otherwise, it's generic girl voice. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Well, that's exactly right. This illustrates how out of touch I am because not only do I not recognize Nicki Minaj or any of her music, which, uh, you know, later I'll be ashamed that I've admitted this, but for now, (laughs) I don't mind. But the fact that we're talking about Nicki Minaj's cousins, friends. In Nigeria. Yeah, in Nigeria. Trinidad. Trinidad. Oh my God, who the fuck cares? But one thing I'm happy about is that Tucker Carlson has picked up this story. So the longer oh, he's shit. talking about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls, uh, uh, that's fine with me. Please keep doing that. Please chase that shiny object, Tucker, because as long as he's not talking about serious things, then maybe that buys a little extra time for American democracy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I apologize for my error, but uh, on the uh, Tucker Carlson show, while he was talking about that, the Chiron said Nicki Minaj's cousin's uh, testicles had swollen. And oh. that, 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 so, so now they were already so, lying about that. But see, this is like the telephone game. It goes from the friend to the cousin to Nicki Minaj to 22 million people to Fox News to their viewer. Oh my God! You yeah. know, to Ferris Bueller, right? right exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And that assumes also that Nicki Minaj's cousin is a guy. I mean, Nicki Minaj's cousin <laughs> could be a woman. That assumes that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then again, right, we were right. talking about Jody's balls right. and Stephanie Miller's balls. So you never yeah. know. You never know. I got big balls. You got big balls. Oh, yes. And thank you to the Stephanie Miller Show for putting that earworm in my head for the rest of the oh, day. Oh, come on. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's like. I met those guys. They're really sweet guys. It's it, funny. Except the drummer who had an issue. But other than that, very nice band. <laughs> It's like when ACDC recorded a silly song. You know, you can put, it it that, put that on the same record as On Top of Spaghetti and John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt or whatever. Yes. You know, it's just like that kind of a silly song. Yeah. Thank you, ACDC, for this torture. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, jeez, uh, where do we go from here? Uh, a possible Down. nuclear. Yeah, your show, dude. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> you steered us this way, man. I, no. Uh, I guess we can talk about the Korea's launching missiles at the same time. Uh, North Korea, South Korea, both did uh, missile launch tests hours apart. So we go right from Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls to nuclear standoff on the Korean peninsula. How about that for a segue? And they say, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm mostly concerned about North Korea deciding, hey, the Taliban's open for business. Let's let's mm-hmm. talk to those guys. Right. <laughs> Maybe they're looking to buy some uh, nuclear material. Yeah. And that scares the shit out of me. I mean, I'm sorry to go from something that's semi-fun and weird to, oh, God, what if North Korea sells the Taliban nuclear uh, uh, technology and 
<laughs> and well, uh, fissile material. Be, you should be sorry, but it, but it's true, and it, it is it is a genuine point of concern. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and I don't know who fired first in today's test. I haven't uh, caught up with that part of it yet. I know North Korea fired a test on 9/11, I yeah, believe, yeah. and uh, now again today. Uh, I think the in the case of the South Korean test, it's not an encouraging sign. But uh, maybe it's a deterrence, a reminder yeah. Yeah. of uh, uh, to North Korea that there are consequences for that kind of behavior. Uh, I, I would like to know how you guys feel in this context about the U.S. and the U.K. helping Australia develop a nuclear submarine, nuclear subtechnology, as a deterrent against China. On one hand, I'm very concerned about China's military capability yeah. uh, and the threat they pose to the it poses to the world uh, but and, and on the other hand I, I don't want us building more nuclear weapons so Same here. Yeah. I'm, I'm really you, torn I'm really torn I'm on you. this I, I'm kind of unfamiliar with that story Buzz when did that get started is that something that was yes, uh, new uh, was upon made of, no the uh, President Biden announced it was it last night or the night before I've okay. lost track no. Oh, but, interesting. Uh, yeah, with uh, the last two nights, and perhaps even last night, I lose track of time so much. <laughs> uh, but but no, uh, Biden himself announced uh, that uh, we were joining with the UK to help Australia. Australia develop a nuclear submarine technology as a deterrent to China. I see. Okay. Well, I guess, you know what? A nuclear submarine is uh, different than an actual submarine that has, like we have the nuclear triad and submarine launched missiles are part of that triad. But mm -hmm. this submarine, does this launch nuclear missiles or is it just nuclear yes. powered? I, well, I, that I don't know. Okay. I, I, right. I mean, I obviously it will be armed. Uh, that's the idea yeah. of the deterrence. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I, again, I would need to be, read more details, and I didn't know I was going to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> you see, he I'm didn't. He, sorry, he, I didn't mean to. You're prepped like I am, Buzz. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to quiz you on your day off. Yeah. That's um, all right. That's but all right. Uh, I guess before I get overly freaked out about that and the Biden administration somehow, uh, you know, reinvigorating the idea of nuclear proliferation uh i'm going to assume that it's just nuclear powered and that it may not actually have missile launch capability at least in terms of nukes uh so i want to look well, into couldn't that couldn't it be because didn't trump get out of our nuclear uh deal with russia um yes yes so it could be that <laughs> jesus god i mean look was there any doubt in anyone's mind during that four-year span that trump at any second could launch a nuclear attack that at any second at the very least he could have done a test in the south pacific or yep. something like that to yep. swing his tiny balls around and go look at yeah. this look at what yeah, I he did. doesn't have swollen balls no, no and he, he wouldn't have shame. messed around he wouldn't have messed around with the test he wanted the big show yeah he yep. wanted he wanted to drop the big one uh, as a way of getting reelected, he, he thought that yep. the country would unite behind him and uh, he would easily win reelection mm -hmm. if he were to do such a thing. So he considered it. And uh, thank goodness uh, people like uh, General Milley are in place, despite Milley marching with him uh, with that Bible, which I think he kind of got tricked into or, yeah. you know, didn't know where that was going. Uh, I, I can forgive him for that uh, in exchange for what he did to save the world mm -hmm. uh, in in in. Uh, locking Trump uh, out of the nuclear weapons uh, formula there yeah. at, in the final days of the Trump administration. Yeah, well, thank God we uh, dodged that bullet. But it was one of those yeah. things where I think this was the centerpiece of why I was so filled with anxiety for a full four years. I, you is, were. I, you said it many times. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt like any second. And I didn't talk about it that much. I didn't want to freak anyone out. I didn't want to sit here on the show every week uh, or every Tuesday and Thursday and Friday and go, oh, my God, Trump could launch nukes at any second. 
<laughs> Hang on tight. Yeah. But, yeah, and again, again, I thought, you know, well, Bob may be a little overreacting here. And, that's uh, right. As, as is so often, the, you know, so often the case, he was not. Well, he was always nukes curious. Oh, he, he would have used a nuke on California for fuck's sake. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just because. Yeah, and that was the concern. I think as of January 8, a couple of days after the yeah. insurrection, I think that's when Millie and Nancy Pelosi were like, Oh shit! He's right. lost his spadoinkle. He's going to do something crazy, and that's when that plan by uh, uh, Mark Milley swung into action. I mean, that's where he took, I think, the strongest action to try to avoid something like that. And the analysis that's coming from guys like Tom Nichols and other experts in terms of uh, uh, nuclear weapons and the use of nuclear weapons is that it's very likely that uh, Mark Milley, what he was doing, was providing cover for lower-level people, lower-level officers down the uh, chain of command as far as uh, launch preparations and things like that go. So he was basically saying, and now we've got Mark Esper. There's another uh, uh, element to all this. We're going to get to that in a second. But uh, with Milley, he was basically providing cover for those people, saying, look, I'm the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I'll take the heat if you need to countermand any crackpot orders from the president as far as... Any uh, illegal order. Yeah, exactly right. And now we've got uh, CNN's Josh Rogan just reported on uh, Twitter today. He said, senior defense official confirms to me uh, an Axios reporting on Esper's role in China calls. Millie was absolutely not going rogue. Esper, Mark Esper, took the initiative on this in October. Esper asked his own policy folks to back channel the message. Millie's message followed Esper's. So Esper was, uh, remember Donald Trump referred to Esper as Esperanto (laughs) during one of his tweets? Well, it was Esper, the uh, Secretary of Defense, Mm -hmm. who started the process in October. To be clear, Esper's message to other countries conveyed by OSD staff was one of general reassurance and keeping lines of communication open. It did not include specific reporting on Woodward's book about a purported Millie promise to warn China before any attack. So this was something that was scuttlebutt throughout the Pentagon in those days, and it was completely justified as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you'd have to be nuts. I was talking to Fugelsang last night, and he played a clip of uh, someone uh, during a press conference. So this reporter was was like baffled that this could have gone on, that this could have actually happened. How how could this possibly be okay that he violated the chain of command and all of this and maybe undermined the commander-in-chief, et cetera, et cetera? And like, you know, look, I appreciate the concept of holding our leadership accountable, especially when you get into gray area here versus the, uh, you know, where you have uh, the military personnel, the Pentagon versus the civilian uh, leadership at the Pentagon. And I understand that. I understand quizzing and and trying to find out how the TikTok played out. But when it comes to Donald Trump, I think we all have to recognize the fact that he was and still is a mental case. <laughs> Donald Trump has antisocial personality disorder. He's a sociopath. He is capable of anything. He is, as I've been saying for the last few days, he is a chimp with a machine gun. 63 million Americans handed a chimp a machine gun. And the machine gun is in the form of the nuclear codes. And that was a phenomenal error in judgment. I mean, to say this guy is capable of having the nuclear codes, oh, he can completely be judicious with it. And, you know, he can be a statesman and everything's going to be okay. No! 
thank, thank goodness the military uh, has the prerogative to disobey an illegal order, as mm -hmm. Jody pointed out there. It, to me, the something that the three of us have to remember is that most Americans are completely unaware that a, a chimp with a machine gun had to be corralled by our top military officials yeah. to prevent a nuclear war. That's how crazy this president was. Mm -hmm. And most Americans, uh, and I would include Democrats, Republicans, and independents in this, most Americans, as you, the three of us speak, are unaware of it. Well, and most Trump voters believe that Donald Trump, as soon as he entered office, was going to become more presidential. That he was suddenly going yeah. to... There was that. Yeah, he was going to organize himself. He was going to hire, you know, the best people, as he promised. And there were going to be people like David Gergen coming in and helping him out and showing him the ropes, how to be a real president, not just this phony baloney uh, celebrity right. sociopath who was occupying the uh, Oval Office. And that was the uh, that was sort of the conventional wisdom. Even in those days immediately following the 2016 election, be like, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's, it's okay. Look, Chris Christie's doing the uh, transition. Uh, everything's gonna be fine. He's fine. No. And as as the three of us know, Republicans have known this all along. We yeah. find out in the new book by uh, Robert Costa and Bob Woodward that uh, uh, Paul Ryan. Uh, mm -hmm. was doing research on how to handle a toxic narcissist. Yes. God. Uh, at the beginning of uh, the Trump era. And, yeah. and so at the very start, from the very start, Republicans knew something was wrong, and Paul Ryan was Googling how do you deal with that. Yeah, yeah. And I think even some people thought that uh, Mike Pence was going to be sort of... Uh, for lack of normal. a better term, a, yeah, normal, a cooling mm -hmm. saucer. That's how they refer to the Senate. The Senate is a cooling saucer. But, I mean, the Mike Pence would be in there, and he'd be a voice of reason and stability. But, of course, no. Dan I, Quayle was the voice of reason. Yes. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> That's amazing. This exchange between Pence and Quayle is startling. <laughs> a brain trust for you. Yeah. I mean, according— what about Al Gore had to certify an election that he won. Right. Yeah, that's right. And that was, I mean, we've all seen the video of that. And uh, he went right along with it. I mean, he understood. Yeah. And to an extent, Pence knew what was in the Constitution. His fealty was to Donald Trump. His fealty, And Trump's, Trump's yeah. voters. And he was looking for a way out. And he looked to Quayle. And Quayle said, there is no way out. You have to do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Mike Pence would allow a bus to run over his penis uh, in order to gain like half a point of support from the Red Hats. I mean, this is how masochistic Mike Pence is. He doesn't care. So, I mean, naturally, according to this book by Costa and Woodward, so intense was Pence on being Trump's loyal second in command and potential successor that he asked confidence if, if there were ways he could accede to Trump's demands and avoid certifying the results of the election on January 6th. In late December, the authors reveal, Pence called Dan Quayle, a former vice president, fellow Indiana Republican, for advice. Mm -hmm. Quayle fortunately made clear to his ally that he had no choice in how to approach his responsibilities. Mike, you have no flexibility in this, Quayle told Pence. None, zero, forget it, put it away. <laughs> so, I mean, that, there's no and, wiggle and room there. And that conversation came, I believe, after the conversation with Trump, in which Trump said, if you don't do this for me, I won't be your friend anymore. Yeah. I won't be your friend anymore. Oh, I'm not going to be your friend, and we're not going to hang out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make all of my other friends not like you, and we're not going to play hopscotch, and we're not going to play stickball, and you're just like the worst if you don't do what I want. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. 
Where was that voice for the last four years? Oh, my God. Why weren't we doing that bit for four years? I love it. Yeah, he said, I don't want to be your friend anymore if you do this. Uh, He later told Pence, you betrayed us. I made you. You were nothing. I made you. That is so Trumpian. That's so him. isn't it? That is so him. Oh, my God. So sad. What a teeny, tiny, brittle little man Donald Trump is. And Pence is even worse. Patton Oswalt jokes about Ted Cruz returning to liquid form overnight to regenerate his energy. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Oh, my God. Uh, Mike Pence is much more gelatinous than uh, Ted Cruz ever is. And uh, that's Mike Pence is like, uh, I know y'all tried to hang me, but can we still be friends? (laughs) I know. And don't you know what? Don't forget get uh, Steve Bannon's role in all of this. Uh, Woodward and Costa also included some uh, nuggets about Steve Bannon. And of course, we all know Steve Bannon as being uh, one of the agents of chaos. He just loves this concept. And on top of all of that, he believes that you know, the American Republic is on the decline and that our political leadership, our business <laughs> leadership is ma- just managing the decline. How'd that happen? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Huh. But I mean, he was saying this in 2016, 2015, yeah. maybe even. I think that was one of his uh, pitches to Donald Trump. Hey, you can go in and help manage the decline. Trump was American, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. American carnage. Yeah, yeah. One of the core elements of uh, this book is uh, January 6th. According to CNN, it says that Steve Bannon played a crucial role in the events leading up to January 6th. Bannon apparently told Trump on December 30th he should return to Washington for January 6th, allegedly saying, quote, you've got to call Pence off the fucking ski slopes and get him back here today. This is a crisis. The authors wrote that Bannon told Trump that January 6th was the moment of reckoning. People are going to go, what the fuck is going on here, Bannon believed. We're going to bury Biden on January 6th. Fucking bury him, Bannon said. Wow. And that guy has the former president's ear. That guy And had- they're all they're all running around free. <laughs> yeah. That's oh my God. And that kind of leads us into this uh this Durham probe. Which is apparently they've got a uh, a new scalp. I think uh, the John Durham investigation. They're looking into indicting a lawyer who's connected to the Clintons. The Clintons, I and believe. that's the only reason that they're looking to for, that for his part in starting uh, in, in in helping to start the Russia investigation. Yeah, right. he that's basically he, had information. He yeah. turned it over to the FBI. End yep. of statement. Right. Exactly right. And so if God damn it. If John Durham manages to win an indictment in this Trump-Russia investigation of his and, right. and Trump himself gets away I with it, we'll see. someone needs to have a chat with Merrick Garland. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, it would be a, a goddamn shame. I, I think this would be a really good time, because you mentioned the FBI there, which obviously has a number of serious problems today, yeah. uh, including uh, the Brett Kavanaugh investigation, including the uh, Nasser investigation. Uh, the FBI is not looking real good right now. This seems to me to be an excellent time for yeah. President uh-huh. Biden to fire Christopher Ray as a warning to Eric Garland. Uh, Merrick Garland, leave Merrick Garland in place. This yeah, is, would be my strategy. Mm-hmm. Fire Christopher Ray and then give a glance to Merrick Garland so he knows he could be next. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I I, th- I think that may be the way it gets handled. I love the way Biden is handling things right now yeah. and and throughout. Uh, and uh, th- this to me seems like something he 
could, would, and might do. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And look, I would not want to get on Biden's bad side right now. No. And it looks like no. he's about to unleash on Joe Manchin about filibuster reform. Yeah, and, and I think he's waited. A lot of people have been frustrated. Why hasn't he done it before now? Yeah. I, I Biden knows well enough how things work and yeah. how mm-hmm. windows open and close. Yeah. And I think right now, over the next maybe three months, I believe it is, he has a very limited window before things kind of get out of his control. But yeah. right now, he's got a lot of control and uh he can use that time and i think he's waited i think biden has a history of doing things or trying to do things at just the right time i Mm -hmm. think he knows the importance of timing and i think he's waited on a number of these things until now as i said tuesday uh, he's shown with the vaccine mandate he's not messing around anymore uh he's about to show the same thing with the filibuster and voting rights uh he's he's not only fed up like the rest of us he has waited until what he believes is the ideal time and you know what he's doing such a good job i trust his judgment i think he knows more about this than i do yeah yeah i mean i had a very similar conversation with jen kirkman via dm on on twitter and she's feeling very hopeful right now in terms of uh how joe biden's going to uh manage this uh lobbying over the filibuster and i mentioned to jen i said you know what look (laughs) joe biden's been doing this on capitol hill for as long as we've been alive I mean, right. for 50 right. goddamn years, Joe right. Biden has been negotiating with senators on the Hill mm-hmm. over things just like this. And so if there's anyone in Washington, D.C. right now who can get results in the United States Senate, it's Joe Biden. I don't know of anyone else who has that knows, kind of uh, know-how. He, yeah. he knows where all the levers are. Absolutely. And, and, and if Manchin can't deliver the 10 senators because Mitch McConnell has basically said, we're not voting for her. <laughs> right, right. Um... Another great uh, because impression. Because his lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because he's lying about what the voter suppression laws are. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, or it's not about race. No, it's not. It's actually about uh, political affiliation, which I think is just as bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, hi. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, he's not going to... If, if Manchin can get 10 votes good for him yeah yeah but i don't think he can no and and mcconnell's already said and we've gone through this we've done this dance so many times and this is another reason i think biden's about to act uh he's waited patiently on Mm -hmm. on mansion mansion said hang on let me see if i can get a deal that republicans will sign on to Mm -hmm. they they get a deal that mansion can sign on to because he thinks republicans will go along with it and what happened to the process is the act got watered down yeah mansion likes it now because they've taken the anti-corruption parts exactly and but at least it's better than nothing right but and and, but what happens just like every other time lucy and the football mcconnell (laughs) says no you know first they say no we're not going to support this uh you know monopartisan uh you know bill and uh, so they the democrats work to try to find a compromise something they think the republicans will accept and they come up with that and they go back and and the republicans and mcconnell say no 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 we've decided not to do that one either so we we end up with a watered-down bill again. Yep. It's going to be better than nothing if they can pass this bill, and we need uh, Manchin's vote to do it. So yep. we may have to go with this watered-down bill and, and deal if we with the get corruption it, later. Yeah. And the thing is, is if we do get this, then the mm-hmm. Georgia law will probably not stand, and mm-hmm. Texas laws and other laws won't stand, which means we have an opportunity to, A, keep the House, 
and take the yes. Senate. Yes, yeah. because and it gives us a better chance to exactly. increase our majorities and make Manchin irrelevant. Exactly. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Ultimately, they've got to do this. The Democrats mm-hmm. have to, uh, just moving sure. back to the filibuster sure. for a second, they've got to reform the filibuster. Because yes. if they don't, if the Democrats don't or, do it, the Republicans or, absolutely will. Oh, they'll they, get rid of it completely. Oh, right, they won't even right. reform it. They'll just get yeah. rid of it. Well, it, yeah, a lot of we have to on some because we don't have a great majority. We have a, a weak majority. Yeah. Uh, I think we have to tiptoe into this. But once we get the the what is it called the Right to Vote Act or or whatever it is now, mm-hmm. uh, if we can get that passed. Uh, we can get more Democrats elected, and then we can pass the more sweeping laws that we we want to pass. Yeah. But this, at least, at least this opens the door to that and makes that possible, and, and increases Democrats' chances of being in a position to make bigger changes. Well, that's just ultimately it. I mean, we were spending a lot of time talking about the filibuster and using that as the pretext toward getting more legislation passed through the Senate. But at the same time, we have the power. To do this, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily to quote too heavily uh, the He-Man cartoons, but we do. We have the power. <laughs> the power is next year's election, the 22 midterms. If we can expand our majority in the United States Senate, uh, we may not need to reform the filibuster. Although we still need to do it because we've put what? it out there, and we, we if we don't, they're going to do it. But yeah, know, like, suffice yeah, to say, as, yeah, yeah. As you and Jody said, if we don't do it, the the, the Republicans will. Uh, I, I think what you're going to see happen instead, I think mm-hmm. that they're going to carve out now for uh, the, the immediate things we need to do, the voting yeah. rights and uh, and uh, the infrastructure bill. Uh, when we can increase our majority, then we can. Uh, then I think we'll be in a position to accomplish these things. I don't think yeah. we can eliminate the filibuster uh, with the majority, the weak majority that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just carve it out to make it possible yeah. to eliminate the filibuster. That's a smart approach, I think. And this is, uh, this is the key. This is the thing we have to bear in mind is motivation for 22, and we need all the motivation we can get because the margins are so narrow right now that it could swing either way, and we've got to push it big time in the other direction. I mean, there's... A- I, I don't... I don't know that you can apply the politics of the California recall to the nation because yeah. California is pretty unique and pretty big and and, and but, you know I have, but I think and it certainly isn't a wake up call isn't everything a wake up call now yeah yeah uh, it, it 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 certainly is a good sign and I'm encouraging people to carry that kind of momentum. Let's get a 70, 30 or 60, you know, 65, 25, uh, uh, you know, majority Mm. uh, in the next election. Let's carry the energy from that California victory. Let's make it nationwide. Right. Let's do that again nationwide in 22. Well, we we, just having lived through the recall in 2003. Mm -hmm. Right. um, The turnout for this was way higher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think we learned I mean, as as bad as Schwarzenegger was, Larry Elder would have killed the oh, state. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Well, I think right now, I mean, I'd be surprised if there weren't uh, pieces of legislation being introduced right now in Sacramento. Well, there are. <laughs> there are. They already have. Uh, they're ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, this is, it, it, I think it's a very good sign for the country, even though it's kind of a unique situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exit polls on the recall have been fascinating because although COVID-19 was considered the issue of the election, primarily by most voters, uh, exit polls had people saying, I voted this time because of what happened in Texas. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. 
Look, we have uh, right around the corner, we have uh, the latest edition of Who's Suing Trump Today. So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Uh, We're late for a break. Uh, We'll be back right after these words. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The Bob Seska Show! This whole song, I just I want to yeah. play the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, I'm you gonna save it. it, saving it for the indie music countdown. Yeah, this is uh, Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers, brand new recording artist to the show. There's a song called "If Romance Is Dead, Then I Want to Be Dead." Okay, Bob. Uh, yeah, are you gonna play anything peppy today? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the album is called Bliss. From Arizona, again, Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers. Holy shit, Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers.com. Link in the description of bobseska.com under this episode. Love it, love it, love it. We're going to be hearing a lot from these guys, I think. I, uh, I don't know what their caffeine intake is, but they should keep it right here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Okay, bobseska.com slash music to submit your stuff to the show. Thank you for doing that in advance. Oh, you know what? I think we've got a new edition of Who's Suing Trump Today. So. Look at all the litigation. Now your hopes will go away. Who's suing Trump? Who's suing Trump? Who's suing Trump today? <laughs> Thank you, George Harris. Professionally done. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Love it. So, uh, a federal judge denied Trump's request to stop E. Jean Carroll's defamation lawsuit against uh, Trump from moving forward. The ruling allows for the case to proceed as an appeals court weighs whether Trump is immune from the suit. Carroll uh-huh. alleges Trump assaulted her in the Bergdorf Goodman department store in 1995 or 1996 and then defamed her by calling her a liar when she went public with her claims in 2019. Trump and the Justice Department have argued Trump can't be sued because the comments were made while he was president. So uh, we're cheering on E. Jean Carroll in this lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully this is something else that will stick. And at the very least, in the very near term, uh, make Donald Trump's life miserable. That's always Yay. the thing that makes me the most happy. I, I think that was one of the things that, as long as Donald Trump is being made miserable by all of these lawsuits and all of these investigations, I, I kind of enjoy that part a lot. From this lawsuit to the vaccine refusers, uh, you yeah. know, is there is there there's no difference between them. There's no limit to the lies they will tell. Right. <laughs> no doubt, absolutely not. Uh, well, the latest Red Hat freakout. Speaking of lies, is that Joe Biden is uh, rationing monoclonal antibodies. 
God. And trying to keep them away from the red states. No. And the reason I know about this is because I saw uh, Don Jr. tweet earlier today. Uh, he said, Americans Biden. will die because of Biden's despicable decision to punish his political enemies in red states by restricting their ability to secure life-saving monoclonal antibody treatments for all that, uh, for all that need them. Well, what's happening now is um, the red states are using way more than their fair share of the supply of uh, monoclonal antibody treatments. Seven states, Texas, Florida, Mississippi, Tennessee, Georgia, Louisiana, and Alabama, accounted for 70% of all monoclonal antibody orders Mm -hmm. in early September. So, yeah, they're using more than their fair share, which makes it scarce for other states that, that may need them at the same time. And and those same states are withholding from their people uh, pandemic-related funds from the federal government that were to have been distributed to yeah. the people of uh, those those particular states. Yeah. So the Biden administration, according to Politico, is imposing new limits on states' ability to access COVID-19 antibody treatments hmm. amid rising demand from GOP governors who have relied on the drug as a primary right. weapon against the virus. And against the vaccines in the case of DeSantis. I mean, he's he's been out pushing the monoclonal antibodies while, uh, you know, giving people a pass on the vaccines. Yeah, exactly right. So this is an, a matter of, uh, you know what, we're not going to get vaccinated. We're just going to treat everybody with monoclonal antibodies. We're just going right, to sk- right. skip yep. that step and go right to this. And that's why we're using more than our fair share. And it right. completely makes sense that Biden would say, okay, you know what? No. No! You got to get your people to do the vaccine first. Right. You got to get them vaccinated first. No, we'd rather get infected and then and get the treatment for that than we would we don't know what's in it uh, than get the vaccine that we don't know what's in it to prevent getting the infection. Right. Federal health officials plan to allocate specific amounts to each state under this new approach in an effort to more evenly distribute the 150,000 doses that the government makes available each week so this to me this makes perfect sense but it's you know again it's the latest our heads are going to explode now because of joe biden and all of this even though these people are the ones who are being irresponsible and that's that's they're just gonna have to deal with it you're either responsible or you face the consequences of your irresponsibility their exploding heads have become a source of entertainment for me yeah (laughs) that's also true it's one of my uh, most favoritist pastimes buzz Mm -hmm. i there's nothing more fun to me right now and i don't know what this says about me than (laughs) than seeing don jr's head exploding on twitter and then yeah what don jr doesn't know probably and wouldn't tell you if he did (laughs) is that uh, most of the money that uh, Biden has doled out to Americans has gone have, has gone to uh, red states to the people of yeah, red states. That's right. Uh, uh, and it, and they, his programs are very popular, even among some Republicans. Mm-hmm. And you know, so Biden is is in there buying some votes while they're out there yelling and and their heads exploding. Yep. Well, it says here also that the approach is likely to cut into shipments of GOP led states in the Southeast that have made the pricey antibody drug a central part of their pandemic strategy. Mm-hmm. As you were uh, just saying, Bob. and one of and one of DeSantis's biggest donors uh, has great interest in the company that makes the monoclonal antibodies. Has the monoclonal antibodies treatment been approved by the FDA? Has that been finally uh, officially yet. approved? No, 
No, I, I think, think it's so. still under emergency use. We, yeah. we know it works. We know the the CDC encourages work, people yeah. to yeah. use to make the make a veil of it, especially since it is also provided free. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know it works. The the question is uh, the difference between the vaccinations and right. And the and I, you know what? By the way, I keep mistaking vaccine and vaccination. I keep swapping those words indiscriminately, and I know the difference between the two. Uh, it's just a matter of slip of the tongue. But um, the monoclonal antibody treatment has not been approved by the FDA. So this nonsense about well, we don't know what it is, and we don't know what it's going to do, and it hasn't right. been approved. It's this emergency use authorization that we don't know. We don't know what this even means. Even but the whole idea of yeah. no, we'd rather get sick and take the medicine than take the medicine and not get sick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. right. Exactly right. Well, meantime, one in 500 Americans have died from COVID-19 in the 19 mm-hmm. months since the nation first reported mm-hmm. uh, coronavirus infections. As of Tuesday night, 663,000 total people in the U.S. had died of COVID-19. The country averaged uh, uh, 1,805 new COVID-19 cases each day over the past uh-huh. week. About 62% of Americans have received at least one dose of COVID-19 uh, vaccine. Last among the world's seven wealthiest democracies. Yeah, I keep seeing numbers that say 76% have gotten at least one shot. So there's some conflicting. I'm seeing that too. New York Times sends me their coronavirus tracker, and they're more conservative than the CDC. I see. Okay. Um, And so I get California, Los Angeles, and I get Jacksonville, Florida, because that's where most of Lonnie's family lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Jacksonville is terrible. Right. I'm just, I'm trying to find here. This uh, is a new, while you're looking, this is a yeah. new grim milestone now that we know that one in 500 Americans have died from COVID-19. In Florida, it's one in 400. Yeah. In in the 65 to 80 age group, it's one in, I'm trying to remember, I think one in 170, yeah. uh, roughly. Yeah. Um, and, and a much higher for over 80, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, here in Florida, uh, uh, nursing homes are starting to get infected again with the Delta variant. Yeah. Uh, this is not yeah, over we told, yet. We told Lonnie's dad and stepmom, get your third shot because they're in their uh, 70s. Yeah, right. absolutely. Like, get it now because they got, they, got they got their vaccinations in February. It's like, okay, go get your third shot. My mm-hmm. mom got hers. I believe my stepdad got his. I'm, I can't wait until October to get mine. Yeah. As this, yeah, same here. And as this progresses, uh, I think what we're going to see, the way this seems to be playing out is they're going to recommend it highly for people over 65 and for mm-hmm. those at risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're also eventually, what we're going to see is the Pfizer vaccine will become the booster shot for all of the other vaccines. The yeah, all boosters yeah. may be Pfizer. Now, I think it was... Uh, Moderna is the most effective at 95%. I, I'm doing this from memory. AstraZeneca was second at 93%. Uh, uh, Pfizer was third at 92%. And uh, J&J was higher than I expected. I don't recall the number now, but it was up around uh, close to 80%. For the booster or for Delta? For, for, the, for, uh, for, uh, for the infection itself. I mean, oh, okay. that, that was just the, those are the efficacy numbers on the various vaccines overall. Yeah, in the meantime, the FDA has uh, apparently declined to endorse uh, a booster shot from Pfizer. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're keeping mum, but they're kind of saying, because yeah. right now I'm looking to schedule my third shot and I can't. Mm-hmm. And they're like, is this your first shot, your second shot, or your 
your third shot. Mm. Right. Yeah, and I don't know. This is clearly not a rejection of the booster. This is we're just taking our time a little bit with this. The FDA yeah, Vaccine and, Advisory and, Committee is scheduled to review the report on Friday and recommend uh-huh. whether or not the agency and, should approve the uh, booster shot. So and the CDC will then weigh in and make a final decision on Monday. Yeah. Uh, the uh, administration has been pretty determined on this because they went to all the trouble. And although there are scientists who dissent from the opinion that there should be a booster shot uh, because they say the efficacy remains high enough that we don't need it, uh, we also know that a third shot will boost your immunity even yep. more. And uh, there's a school of thought now, even among public health officials, not politicians, but public health officials, you know what? We've kind of put this out there for the people, and they're not going to be happy if we don't give it to them. So expect that to be part of the decision-making process Mm -hmm. when the CDC weighs in. You may be seeing press reports now that say, now a lot of scientists are in disagreement on whether there should be a third, and now we don't know if there's going to be a third. I'm going to put my money on there's going to be a third. (sighs) You know what I I keep hearing in the back of my head as we talk about this is – Boy, the internet has made all of this so much worse. You know exactly. what I, mean? I, I can't exactly. help but to go back to that. And it's a futile effort. I shouldn't be doing it because it's not like anyone's going to come along and shut down the internet or that the internet is suddenly going to disappear or that anyone using the internet is suddenly going to become a responsible consumer of information. I'm just saying that, boy, it'd have been great <laughs> if there wasn't yeah. any internet for this pandemic because that's what's really, that's one of the I, things that has exacerbated the uh, shirkerism that's happening out there. Oh, yeah. Fa- Facebook and YouTube. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and Fox News, and, and you know that's that's what we're up against. And this, mm-hmm. somebody I've seen a number of people speculate uh, how things might have been different yeah. if Twitter had existed uh, on 9/11. Oh my God! Oh, don't even. Or during polio <laughs> or smallpox. Right. I yep. mean, right. World War Two. Come mm-hmm. on, this right. is just this is utter insanity. With I mean, I'm I literally cannot even. Is there, is there a way? Is there? Here's a good question. Is there a way to corral? disinformation like Fox News and OAN, is there a way to corral that and still have free speech? Well, that's a good question. I don't know if Fox News and American democracy can coexist, you know, right, at the same right. time. I, I guess my argument would be the fire in a theater thing. Yeah, exactly. In, in effect, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is the FCC only takes care of over the air Let's broadcasts. change this. Mm-hmm. Let's change this. Let's yeah. move it to cable and move it to the internet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's just do it. Have the, it's communications, people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. Um, and you know what, Jody? I wanted to ask you, do you want to talk about your Facebook post? I, this this really grabbed Which me. one? <laughs> the one that starts out with, I am a dick. Oh, I am a dick. <laughs> yeah. Really? This is, let me, I, let me read this out loud. I don't know if you have it handy, but I, I'd love to get to more insight on this uh, particular Facebook post. You wrote, I am a dick, mainly because I want to help others. I want people to get vaccinated, but I have family members that won't, so I can't see them for obvious reasons, let alone some friends who are anti-vax and pandemic folks. So I have to navigate with people I love who won't listen to science, and I am super sad. I wish them all well, but we'll never see them unless they are vaccinated against this Amen. disease. Amen. Very well Amen. said. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know, Buzz, you went through a same 
kind of thing we talk about on Tuesday. Have, yeah. I, if I may say so, all three of us have gone through some version of this. It sounds like uh, uh, J- some of Jody's family might be a little more radical than some of my, my people are not quite that radical, mm-hmm. but they are re- vaccine refusers nevertheless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I've taken, Jody. I applaud you because I've taken exactly that same position. Well, my, my, uh, my dad's first wife passed away last year, not from COVID, but, mm. you know, she was you know, declining and she died last summer yeah. or two summers ago. And we were all supposed to get together this coming October. And, um, my siblings are all vaccinated, Yeah, but some of my, two of my sister's children are not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, their children can't be cause they're mm-hmm. too young. Right. right. Yeah. And so basically my other sisters and my brother all said, well, they can't come. Mm-hmm. If right. they're not vaccinated, they cannot be at this memorial for their grandmother yeah, and great grandmother uh, for the little kids. And my two sisters, whose children they are, they're like, that's not fair. And it's like, no, that is fair. Mm-hmm. That's that's just how polite society is. Thank you very much. If they yeah. choose not to get vaccinated, that's fine. It's a privilege to go to this memorial. Not mm-hmm. a right. right. It's yeah. a privilege to go to a restaurant. It's a privilege to go to your job. Thank you very much. It's a privilege to go to things in polite society when there is something that can prevent death. Yeah. In their own children. It's not even that it's like, okay, if you didn't have kids, that's one thing. It's terrible. But you can infect your own children and they can mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Yeah. Bette Midler posted a meme of of a boat and it printed Mm -hmm. over that picture. Yeah, Yeah, it was a a story that I won't get exactly right, but basically it's about a boat upon which one passenger decides to drill a hole in his floor in Mm -hmm. his cabin. Yeah. And as the uh, boat fills up with water, the other passengers are pissed. The man says, my cabin, I can do with it what I want to. Uh, And the story ends by saying, but we're all on the The same same boat. boat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and and I just, you know, I, I, I have one friend that I've known for, Jesus, how old am I? I've known him for almost 40 years, and he's a pandemic guy. Oh. What is that yeah. specifically, Jody? Can you describe what pandemic Plandemic was? Plandemic was something that came out about a year ago. Uh, a fake documentary. Uh, oh, okay. A documentary uh, stating that this is not, it was saying that COVID was a hoax. Mm-hmm. And oh then he God. literally said he's traveling in Europe right now, which means he's vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um. And he said, no, I, I thought I had a cold, but then I, you know, it might've been COVID. So I took some ivermectin and it's like my friend, my, right. my other friend goes, yeah, you had a cold Jesus. and good thing. And he goes, well, I got the human dosage, which is better than buying the horse paste version sure. of it. But it's like, dude, <laughs> sure. did you have a parasite? Because if you did it, right. it did nothing for your cold. That's uh, right. He has no parasites now. He doesn't. He's, <laughs> he is worm free. Parasite um, free. If we ever have a parasite pandemic, he's set. He's round worm free. Um, but it's, and then he keeps posting this shit on my page and I just delete it. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I'm not going to let that be on my, if he wants to post it on his bullshit page, that's his problem. I'm not doing because he's trying to engage me and I'm like, I'm not going to engage with stupidity. Mm-hmm. Well, I at least hope we have abandoned this concept that if you're a healthy dude, you're not going to get COVID because- No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Uh, No, there's still people out there who believe that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Joe Rogan was, you know, marketing in that idea for Mm -hmm. almost the entirety of the pandemic up until he tested positive for COVID and had Mm -hmm. every medication, including the kitchen sink, according to him, thrown into uh, into his gullet. The other thing is- 
Yesterday, I spoke with uh, my friend Sean Phillips, who's an author. He's a bodybuilder. Uh, he's got expertise in the fitness industry. And, you know, he's been all around the block when it comes to the fitness industry. Well, his brother, Bill, is also a bodybuilder. And he's uh, mm-hmm. Bill Phillips wrote the best-selling book on fitness in history. It's called Body for Life. It sold a gazillion copies. And Bill Phillips ended up getting COVID in January of 2020. Like one of the first people wow. to end up getting COVID in this country. And so he, th- he figured, well, I've got the antibodies. I'm not going to get it again. And so when it came time to get the vaccination, didn't get the vaccination. Right. And so he ended up getting uh, long haul COVID after not getting vaccinated this past summer. Sure. And so long haul COVID, <laughs> uh, let's describe what happened to Bill Phillips with long haul okay. COVID. He ended up being put into a medically induced coma. Oh, God. It was that bad. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And, uh, and then on top of that, I think he lost 70 pounds of muscle mass. Wow. While he was recovering. And again, we're talking about a bodybuilder, a guy whose yeah. entire life was about fitness. And not only did he get COVID once, he got COVID twice. Sure. While having still some antibodies in him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so won't help you. Yeah. Especially against the Delta variant. So yeah. can we please strike this nonsense? And I'm not uh, obviously all of us here on the show and any, everyone listening to the show, we all realize this. But can we get the word out there with uh, all of these examples, whether it's Joe Rogan, Bill Phillips, anyone else, even Sean Phillips, who I, you know, obviously I spoke to yesterday. Sean Phillips got a breakthrough COVID over the yeah. summer with symptoms. So we're talking about well, a friend of mine did, too. Had yeah. she not been vaccinated, she may not have survive yeah two of the fittest people i know <laughs> ended up getting breakthrough or not breakthrough but one of them got breakthrough the other got it a second time medically induced coma anyone who says to you oh my god i'm so healthy there's no way i can get covid yeah. if they're still playing that game you need to set them right you need to send them a link to yeah. any article about joe rogan getting it or bill phillips getting it i mean the bill phillips photography I mean, the, like the before and after yeah. picture, you know, is minus 70 pounds of muscle mass. Jesus. Yeah. And this is not going away. I mean, I know Sean Phillips with the breakthrough infection was reporting that, you know, when he gets like an itch on his arm or something like that, he'll go to scratch it and his skin will start bleeding. If yeah. I sent that to a, a relative who believes they're, uh, that they are strong and healthy enough yeah. uh, to avoid getting the vaccine, it wouldn't change that relative's mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend. She's been fighting long COVID for over a year now. Mm. God. Um, and she was she went to the hospital a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. She has to have long-term care now. She had to do a GoFundMe because uh, oh her husband God. and her couldn't afford because she needs in-home care. She can't work. And she said she was just in so much pain in her trunk, you know, because she has not basically stopped coughing in a year. And so this one hospital was like, no, you need to go to the ER. The ER was full. So they went to another hospital and the doctor said, you know, a cough travels at 50 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And when your muscles are constantly coughing, he goes, you're. Your internal yeah. organs are fine. It's your muscles that right. are sore yeah. 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 from constantly because co- if you cough a lot, it ends up you get you know you get some nice core activity going. But <laughs> yeah. she doesn't need that. That's my um, workout, actually. Exactly. <laughs> um, and but I mean, the poor lady, she can barely walk on occasion. Yeah, and she's only in her forties. Uh, you know, uh, going back to Bill Phillips real quick, he broke a rib coughing mm-hmm. so much. 
I mean, yeah, he's she she al- has almost done that. Yeah, She's but, almost done that, and yeah. it's that bad. And here's the the. I mean, I think we forget about this too. Uh, all the people crippled by COVID nineteen, uh-huh. and we talk about uh, the number of people who died in a war. We we often forget to mention the number of people wounded, mm-hmm. uh, permanently disfigured from war. Well, like war, COVID uh, has the same kind of casualties. Yeah. In yeah. addition to the deaths, there are the people who are permanently damaged. COVID goes for the body's major organs. Mm-hmm. It can cause permanent damage yep. in your heart in your lungs kidneys in your brain mm-hmm. and there are people who have gone nuts because the covid damaged their brains yeah i was telling kimberly yesterday about bill and and sean phillips and she just she turned white as a ghost and she's already mm-hmm. she also yeah. she, she already has fair skin she's got that norlandish skin yeah. she's got, like she looks like she's from sweden or something like that and she turned white as a ghost and she just said I don't want to get this thing. And no. I said, yeah, no, <laughs> no. I would. I'm surprised that so many people are taking such a risk, given what some of these reports have been. Some of the physical damage that is taking place as a result of testing positive for COVID, especially symptomatic COVID. So why would anyone take that kind of chance? Any, any taking that gamble is insane. It's absolutely. What insane. I, I just got an email from a restaurant that Lonnie and I like. They they're still mm-hmm. only doing out. They're not just only doing outdoor dining because you can mm-hmm. dine indoors here. Right. But they do have a nightclub that is upstairs. Yeah. Um. And I've seen people play there, and they literally just sent an email out to their the people and they're like, now you have to be vaccinated to come right. into Feinstein's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God. We're going on Saturday. We just, we were heading into Burbank the other day and we drove by flappers, which is this comedy club. Um, and Jay Leno is playing on our anniversary. So oh. Lonnie was like, can we go? I said, let's make sure they're requiring vaccination. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I'm not going indoors without that. And I said, and I'm masking up until I have to eat or drink. Right, right. Well, that's right. A, that's yeah, smart. no. Yeah. But They're not demanding masks, but they are demanding vaccination proof. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, you don't get in. Isn't it nice to know that we're on the verge of a world where folks like us can go someplace yeah. and feel relatively safe? As opposed yeah, this will to be my first to... indoor venture in mm-hmm. a year and a half, yeah, almost thank God. more than that. Yeah. And well, I'm, you I'm live a little terrified. The difference, <laughs> understandable. Imagine what it would be like here in Florida, Jody. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. we're, you know, here we have, I think it's 67% of us 12 and over mm-hmm. are fully vaccinated in the county. Wow. Um, which is good. And yeah. uh, overall, it's 58% all ages. Um, so we're, we're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wish it were better, but, yes. you yeah. know, there's a lot of us here that are still stupid. Um, and I, didn't Stephanie read yesterday that they might be able to give kids five to a, five and up by the end of September, potentially getting yeah, the emergency they authorization? So. They, they definitely hope to have the shots in young children's arms uh, before Halloween. Mm. That's what I'm hoping. I yeah. talked to my neighbor across the street the other day because his oldest is 12, but his youngest is under 12. And I said, how are you guys doing this past year? And he goes, it's been tough. Mm-hmm. You know, socialization alone is tough. Yeah. Um. And and I said I hope that that they can get you know his actually his daughter's eleven so she's not quite there yet. Right. Um. That's and horrible. he says I cannot wait to give them their vaccine. The hardest thing to be right now is the parent of a child under twelve. I yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. can't even fathom yeah. the fear that is going. I mean, luckily LA is requiring masks. And teachers have to be vaccinated. Everybody mm-hmm. over the age of 12 has to be vaccinated to just go to school. Yeah, um, yeah. And even the schools that are, tw- you know, like the middle school that I walk near, so it's 12 and over, um, all the kids are always wearing masks in spite of being, have to be vaccinated now. This so. year this year for Halloween, I'm handing out anti uh, monoclonal antibodies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, on that note, we're, we're way late for a break. We'll come back and wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! The, uh, the best of Swedish jazz on the show here today. Uh, this is Marius Bilgo Benson. A song called uh, Joy from the Spirit of Love. Yep. It's, uh, I hear a little Benson in that. That's right. This is uh, from Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, my God. We love the Swedes here on the show. How cool is that? You're listening to smooth jazz. <laughs> Swedish smooth jazz. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bilgo, uh, BilgoBenson.com, link in the description to support uh, Marius Bilgo Benson. Uh, this is great you're stuff. Getting a new, you're getting a new liner. <laughs> That's exactly right. Good. Please, I need the Swedish jazz liner. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Children are being decimated by COVID right now. Just continuing oh, yeah. what we were discussing before the break. COVID-19 cases in children have risen 30-fold since late June and are now at record highs, with nearly 500,000 new uh, child cases reported in the past two weeks. Good good time to remember all the times Republicans told us it doesn't affect kids. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That, remember that? Remember that yarn years ago? Oh, still, Seems like and years they're, ago. Still, they're still telling that lie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And speaking of kids, oh my God, these two teenage boys in Florida were arrested for planning a mass shooting at their school. And what shocked me the most about this story was not that kids are planning a mass shooting, which ought to be shocking to all of us by now, but it's happened so often that it's just like, oh, another one of those. But these kids look like kids. I mean, I swear to they God. Do. They do. They don't look the type, do they? Yeah. They look super young. They look like they're like nine years old, the both of them. 11, oh I think. Yeah. 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 They're, yeah. They are. I think they're 11, somewhere around that age, but they look much oh younger God. than that. Two teenage boys in Florida have been arrested after planning a mass shooting at their school. The boys looked for guns on the black market, studied mm-hmm. ways to build pipe bombs, and heavily researched Columbine. Yes, oh yeah, yeah, underscore that. Mm-hmm. Police had and the police. Yeah, I understand. I don't, excuse me. I understand the police. And this is a little disturbing. I don't know what to make of this. The police, between the two boys, yeah. the police had been to their homes 40 times. Oh yeah. My God. No, actually, it's 80 times. 
80? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was 40 times what? each? A- average. Average. Yeah. average. Average of 40 yeah. times each. One may have gotten more visits than the other. But. Yeah, just yeah. incredible. And again, I just I can't get beyond the fact that they look like they're four years old, for God's sake. I know. Are, are, I know. Were they bullied? I mean, because that was the Columbine reasoning yeah I, I i didn't see anything about that I, in there I, but they i'd look, love to know the answer to that yeah, yeah i'm seeing a confederate flag i'm seeing all kinds of shit yeah. uh, what are their says, parents like i don't know well, i think you just found out yeah there yeah. you go yeah uh when police searched their homes they found knives a gun and a map marked with the locations of each of the school's interior cameras oh the mother God. of one of the boys said her son is quote just a little boy who didn't mm-hmm. think her son's plans were serious no. no, he <laughs> oh, was just man. playing. Yeah, it was, just, it was like a video game. Is all you that? Know how was. boys are. Yeah, but again, what what, what what triggers what this? With these kids. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Seems like that's the dominating reaction as I scroll through this thread on Twitter. It's just like everyone's going, "Why? What the? How do you?" I mean, I look. I can imagine like post pubescent boys at a certain age getting you know really fired up hormones raging all of these societal influences clearly uh, rage happening all around them and acting out that way but little boys i mean prepubescent little boys engaging in this kind of planning there's something yeah. fucked up out there and i can't products, help it to, yeah it got to be products of their environment yeah, I, certainly yeah. i would start with the parents but uh, their entire worlds are are filled with uh, people like that yeah. uh, they live in an age uh, especially uh, the trump era and post trump era where uh, these folks feel they have permission to act out mm-hmm. in hateful ways and so they're they're soaking in a bowl of hate and yeah. uh, you know it's it's you know, obviously, the the responsibility ultimately falls on these eleven year old boys, mm-hmm. but but beyond that, it falls on that entire culture. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And so, you know, look, ultimately, human beings are monkey see, monkey do. You know, these kids see their parents acting out, saying certain things, watching Fox News Channel, becoming radicalized through whatever means. The usual suspects, fill in the blanks, if you will, and so naturally. This is the environment they're in. They're, as you said, Buzz. They're soaking in it. They're soaking in the rage. They're soaking in the anger, and uh, and so it leads to things like this. But thank God, the authorities it seem to stop. have stopped this before uh, we had yet another tragedy. And you know, look, we've got this. Uh, the possibility of gun massacres, mass shootings in our schools. At the same time, kids are being asked to go to school and get a potentially deadly virus in an right. era when education is. We're in badly. Uh, we're, I, I, we badly need uh, reform in education right now. I, so. I saw. I saw a teacher post uh, today that she keeps wasp spray, which shoots about thirty feet, uh, and uh, bowls of rocks uh, in her classroom, and the students know those are there to defend themselves against a shooter. Oh Jesus Christ! Which I guess they're supposed to throw while they're wearing their masks. Yeah. And on top of that, the Koreans are launching uh, nuclear missile tests. <laughs> It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Listen, we have solved everything in this hour. We have. We have. (laughs) We have figured out how to make uh, jetpacks made of beef. That is, uh, that is, we figured out. Well, actually, no, we didn't talk about that. So why didn't we? uh, I'm just just kidding. That's up next. That's up next. Up next on the uh, Shadow Docket program. We're going to talk about how to make your very own jetpack made of beef. Don't miss it. And that'll happen. uh, (laughs) 
on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. We're not going to be talking about how to make a jetpack made of beef. Oh, come on, that's Bob. Just, that's we just me. That's- <laughs> you only know if you're a Patreon subscriber. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, actually, it's just the brain worms talking. Uh, I've got a little, little minor case of brain worms. You're not, you're not seeing those dots again, are you? <laughs> No, but thank you to everyone for your advice about uh, my uh, <laughs> ocular migraine on Tuesday. I appreciate everyone's uh, concern. I've had and, those. Those are scary. Oh, yes, they are. They're never not scary. For about 20 Very. minutes, you're like, oh, my God, is this going to be forever or is this going to go Am away? Am I dying? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> right, right. It's Am I having a stroke? What's going on? Am I losing? Is there a tumor? I don't know. It's not a tumor. I don't think. It's, it's not, not a tumor. A tumor. No, it's not. Thank you. Okay, postmortem show. No, it's not the postmortem show anymore. The, the no, shadow docket. The shadow stupid docket. habits. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, that's coming up next. See you over there, folks. Thank you, Buzz. And thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, Jody, you, too. Buzz. Take thank care, folks. Both. Bye-bye. It's not a tumor.